I'm so excited about today's episode. Gonna be talking with a friend, essentially how to make millions with your message. Marcus Y. Rozier, businessman, communicator, pastor, so many things we have in common. A confused mind always rambles. Simplicity, clarity, always allow someone to point at something. Those a confused buyer always says no. They'll say, I'll wait, um, let me think yeah. about it, let me talk it over with the wife. When in essence, they're really just confused. Someone asked me recently, it was like, what do you think is your best speech you've ever done? I said, the one that the audience needed the most. When I'm talking to someone, if it is a chore, if it doesn't flow, if it's not natural, and you start realizing like, man, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel drained? That's not your audience. You, you need to serve an audience that when you give to it, it gives back to you. I mean, I think the underlying characteristic you should have is self-awareness. Just sure. be self-aware to know that although I delivered on this, I just don't like how I feel after the fact. 100%. I feel like it wasn't either worth my time. It, it was very frustrating. When you are giving to something that's giving back to you, that tells you that's your audience. Stand in that truth. Serve that audience. It's not saying abandon everybody else, but there's a way to serve them without you depleting yourself because the best thing for your clients is the thing that's best for you. If you enjoy answering that question, create a community around it. If you don't enjoy answering that question, get in front of a camera once, answer it, and sell that. So you, you monetize aggravation. Welcome to The Department Podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode. going to be talking with a friend. His name is Marcus Y. Rozier, and this guy is a phenomenal businessman, communicator, uh, pastor. There's so many things we have in common. When I met you about maybe I think two and a half months ago now, three yeah. months, uh, just a natural connection. And it's phenomenal what you do. And I would, I mean, I'm titling this because it all comes down to title and messaging, which is what we're going to talk about today <laughs> is, uh, you know, essentially how to make millions with your message I love and, it. uh, you know, literation, we just <laughs> learn it from you. Um, no. And I, I, if, if, you know, the pod, this podcast is about, um, people who are killing it in their department. And there are so many, you're a very multi, multifaceted person. I, I, and that's why I feel like I resonate. We have so many different worlds we tap into. Yeah. And I just want to get into the conversation about, uh, I think what is your superpower, which is communication and messaging and how you've helped people develop that, what that is and why that's so important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, just introduce yourself, what it is you do. And man, so I'm Mark. Number one, let me first say, thank you for having me, bro. Yeah. I, I don't just say this. You are a friend of my mind, right? I always tell people it's one thing for people to be around you that keeps you company while your mind is bored, mm. right? So from pitch and catch, I'm always learning. You saw while you were talking before cameras rolling, I'm jotting down notes from things that you say. So there's a level of, of intellect and genius, but most importantly, your character, man, like who you are as a person, your brother. Yeah, it's two months in, but I, I know God connected us. 100. But who am I? Marcus Y. Rozier. I always say, if I could live my life in a way that I couldn't tell you what I do, what does my life say? Well, I've been able to write some books, I've been able to speak, been able to help a lot of people make money. But ultimately, what I do as a businessman, we work with coaches and entrepreneurs to help them make the transition into CEOs of what we call stress-free million-dollar companies. Mm, I need that in my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So we show, we show them how, of course, we build out their entire company for them. That's education company, marketing, sales, all of that that type of thing. But we show them how to create consistent five- and six-figure days worth working less than five days a month. And we do that through a, a ongoing launch and sales cycle that's really seamless, simple, showing them how to remove themselves from the business, right? So that's been a blessing because I found so many people love what they do, mm -hmm. but at a certain point it becomes 
what I call the team too much and do too much. It's yeah. like, hey, create content, run ads, do a webinar, do a challenge. Hey, do this, do that. And it just becomes a whole lot. Like So now we're trying to work with entrepreneurs and coaches and help them learn how to think and move like a CEO. Like you can hire everything that needs to be done doesn't have to be done by you. So good. So how do you commission your thoughts into a process that someone else can manage? And that's really what we're helping people do to really grow that. Dude, fire. I mean, I, I literally feel like another reason why we're so connected or like just how uh, we've been able to be, uh, you know, just have really good conversations. We, we've hung out a little bit in Tampa uh, but I just feel like I'm that guy because yeah. you know, I'm a creative. And so I like things that I do, I hold so near and dear. And so it's I've never gone really past about one person working for me until lately because I'm realizing like, dude, if I'm going to if I want to impact the people that I'm called to impact, it's going to be more than it's going to take more than just me. Yeah. Um, but like, how do you break that through people who maybe have found a little bit? Of, and I would I would say I found a little bit of success comfortable success when you like look at it after the fact uh, of doing things myself yeah but realizing that the next level is going to require a lot of help how do you like break people off that yeah so uh one of the things i one of the statements i make all the time is something that i heard the spirit of god speak to me years ago and i try to project that same thing to the people i coach he said everything that you do do it with the assumption that it'll be wildly successful mm. So if we do all things with the assumption that it'll be successful, it's almost negligent to think we can do it alone. Have you ever asked yourself the question, Omar, how the heck does your videos look and sound so dang crispy? It's literally the number one question I get asked, whether it's privately in the DMs or people commenting on my videos on Instagram or even on YouTube. The reality is I believe the quality of videos that I've been able to produce has been the recipe to my success online and I want to give you access to my live document where I've listed out everything I use both for the podcasts I create to the YouTube videos I make as well as to what I use for my smartphone to make it look and sound amazing. The reason I put it on a live doc is because I keep this document updated in real time with everything that I'm using. So just head over to the videodepth.co forward slash crispy or just click the link down in the show notes. Let's get back to the conversation. So good. <laughs> so if the assumption that it will be successful, it's impossible. It can be done with just one person. There has to be a team yeah. for every thought. So I look at look at Jesus. Before he did anything, he assembled a team. Yeah. And the way he assembled a team, which leads to messaging, is that he goes and gets Peter and he says, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Why fishers of men? Because Peter's already fishing. The messaging must mirror what Peter is already doing or he's not interested. Let's go. So when he says, I'll make you fishers of men, he's saying, I'm going to show, I am, I'm inviting you on a journey to do what you're already doing at the next level with me. So good. That's what messaging is. Inviting people on a journey to do what they want to do already, but giving them a success picture of how, how they can do it at the next level. Right? So we have to break the codependency, the ideas that we can do it alone. Mm -hmm. We look at our lives, and if we look at our resources, our finances, our emotions, our mind, everything in our life that is successful has been done through partnership. Yep. So first thing we have to do is we turn ourselves into an SOP. What does that mean? You ask yourself this question. If when I do when I do this, then they do that. You start, you know what I'm saying? It's an if-then. Mm -hmm. If this happens, then this happens. 
if we press record and record the video, then what should happen on the back end? Those SOPs are easily handed off. You want someone that you can hang your thought and you can follow through. Why? Because you got to reserve your mind for creativity, mm. for innovation. So I would rather all of us, excuse me, no, I wouldn't say I would rather, all of us should be thinking about how do we find someone that love that wants to do these things, right? Some of the things that are tasked for us, but enjoyable for other people. And that's a limiting belief I've always had. Why would somebody want to do that? You <laughs> yeah. know, just yeah. But then there, I'm, I'm like, I, I have built the team to a, like now at the time of filming this, I'm at, a, I'm at about four people that is helping me, and they're pumped. Yeah. Like my sales guy, he's like, bro, I, because I love you and I know what you're about. I can all day, you yeah. know. And I'm like, dang, I, that's crazy because I don't want to do it, and I and it. And and so, yeah, I, I think that it's a little bit of, of that, that it's a belief to know that there are people who actually want to do it and even do it with you and for you. Man, I think for all of us, right? So we we just can't wrap our head around somebody would want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, but if you look at, let's say, a Beyonce or, or in, whoever your favorite singer is, whether it's a rock group, someone wants to be on stage while someone else is sitting there saying, man, the audio's low. So mm. one person's looking at the staging, one person's looking at the lighting, one person's listening for the audio, wow. another person's looking at the seating. This is how God made all of us. We all can go in the same environment and see something different because we're drawn to it based on our talents. Yep. So with that being said, why, it's, we're inviting someone into our environment to do what they're wired towards doing right. anyway. And now this is this enjoyable thing that we all get to do the thing that we love. We all get to win together. We all get the opportunity to say, man, we all make up this individual piece of the journey. Right. And it's hard for us because we're servants at heart. We think, man, I'm taking advantage of a person. Yeah. Oh, I don't want them to do this. Right. When in essence, the person's like, no, I want to do it. Yeah. You know? No, I, I you know, there's a, this book called The Bible, Se Business Secrets from the Bible. Mm, I have that one. Yeah, it's written by a rabbi. I forget his name. But the premise is... The reason why Jews are wildly successful is because they believe in God's economy and that, you know, you were wired, designed, called to do a thing on this planet. Mm. And he was saying how you'll, you'll never find a Jew who is a lawyer, mow their lawn, fix their car, because they feel like you're actually ruining God's economy because there's somebody that's supposed to do that. So true. So you're, you're not only robbing yourself from the inefficiency of trying to figure it out, fix my car, mow my lawn, whatever that may yeah, be, and just yeah. like examples. But like somebody else is so good at that and has and and is was called by God to actually do that. And and so it actually when you put it that way, you're like, dude, I don't want to mess it up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I love I love that Jesus actually did that. Something that, you know, uh Myron Golden says is like, you know, help people uh, with what they know they have a problem with and then help them with what you know they need mm. and what you know. And, and when Jesus calls Peter and he uses Peter's language, yeah. uh, it, it, Peter didn't have to think about it. He dropped his nets immediately. It says yeah. Immediately at once, he dropped his nets. And so it really does, like you said, in, it shows the power of messaging. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm I, a lot of times I'm in my head when it comes, I've found that like a lot of what I do when I, write sermons or, you know, communicate in, in the church context, I, I should be doing in the business context, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just, I don't do a good job. Like how do people get good at messaging? Yeah. So couple rules. Number one, before we even get into messaging, uh, a confused mind always rambles. Mm. 
So I always tell people, uh, I'm going to say it again, a confused mind always rambles. Simplicity, clarity, always always allow someone to point at something, right? So even that, that's a sticky statement. That's something that a confused mind always rambles. When a person feels the need to give context, backstory, well, kind of like it says your mind is confused mm. because you're thinking the person is confused, so you're over-elaborating something they didn't need in order to make a decision. Wow. <laughs> right? So we start with that. Number two, how does a person get good with messaging? I believe that when we when we speak from our truth and speak from our heart about if I ask you, hey, tell me your name and your backstory, you have to mentally go to the stories that stand out that's most important to you. Right. That immediately is the foundation of messaging, like the finding out what's pertinent to the audience. Someone asked me recently, it was like, what do you think is your best speech you've ever done? I said the one that the audience needed the most. Dang. <laughs> Right, that's message. It's understanding. It's not what I want to say. Is what the person needs. Yep. Now, in terms of how does a person get very, very good at packaging messaging, we first have to understand that messaging is marketing. Most people separate the two and say messaging is here, marketing is here. No, messaging is marketing. And every time you change your price point, there has to be a messaging change as there is a price change because the way that you sell a dollar product is not how you sell three thousand dollar product. Mm. What we sell in the online space is words. If you are a course creator, a service provider, if you do video content, if you are a content creator and you are trying to sell anything in this space, people, you are selling your words and you are packaging and selling thoughts. Man. <laughs> so you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you start understanding this, you immediately sit with that and you say, okay, here is what I walk people through. A person, in order to make a buying decision, needs to have a very clear success picture. That that meaning, what happens after they buy from you? The way so you good. right. So you visit the future and you describe that, and then you come back and you talk to a person's present point. So to make it practical, how does a person get good at messaging? What you want to do is you need a pickup location and a drop off location, just like Uber or anything else. What's a pickup location? Where are you picking someone up in their educational journey? Do they need you to define these terms? If you're teaching them about funnels, do they know funnels already? Mm. If they know funnels already, they don't need backstory. If they don't know funnels already, they need terminology. See, the pickup location. So good. If you're saying, hey, I'm going to help someone that is looking to build an at-home studio, well, what's the pickup location? Is it someone that already has a studio and they're trying to figure out how to build their studio on a shoestring budget? Right. Is it someone that money isn't a thing and they trying to build a studio and have their team do it, right? You 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 can't do messaging without a pickup location because if you talk beneath me, you if you talk beneath me, you bore me, right? So if I know what an LLC is and you spend your time explaining it to me, you bore me. Right. If you talk beyond me, you lose me. Mm. You have to have a pickup location in your messaging so you don't talk beneath me too long to bore me, talk beyond me beyond me to where you lose me. Does, but, is that yeah, pretty cool? I mean, yeah, but my where my mind goes, and it's just the natural thing my mind's doing right now is, but I want to, I, I want to talk to, I want to have a message for everyone. Yeah, it's it's impossible, right? If you walk into a room and you yell "mom," only the people with a kid answer. If you mm -hmm. walk in a room and yell "woman," everyone looks, but you don't hold them forever. Dang, all the women look for a second. So the question becomes: When you're making money online, it's a t attention conversion. So if I scream loud, you'll look for a second. But when you realize nothing's happening, you turn away. How long do you want people to look? Mm. So if you talk to everybody, you don't hold them a long time. And you can't convert the attention into a transaction. This is why there has to be a clear pickup location and messaging. 
Yeah. How how does one get confident with choosing? Yeah. Like I like I'm okay. I'm going to choose that this is the group of person, the group, group of people I want to help. This is the stage of life that they're in, or in the process that yeah. I can I can help with the pickup location. What, how can somebody be confident in that? If you're looking to create high quality content for your business or brand, I want to encourage you to check out my signature course called Start Your Studio. This is where I help entrepreneurs and content creators dial in their signature setup by showing you what gear to buy based on your budget, how to set it up, and then ultimately how to use it. I've designed this programs from the frustrations that come from people on my videos that get millions of views, where I get thousands of comments. And so this is something I found out that you don't need the best gear, you need the right gear. So whether you're showing up weekly on a Zoom call or you're looking to start creating high quality videos to increase the leads into your business, I would encourage you to check out startyourstudio.com. I'll post a link to it in the description of this episode. You can have more than one. Uh, it's a part of our journey. So you don't have to be, I'll just use zero to five as an example. If you are at one in your education, your skill, your revenue, whatever you've overcome, if you're doing weight loss and you're at a one in your weight loss journey, you always teach backwards, you invest forward. Mm. So if you're at one, you teach from one backwards. If you're at two, you teach from two backwards. If you're trying to accelerate and speed up the process of who you can help, you have to invest forward. You cannot teach beyond you. You can only yeah. teach behind you. Right. <laughs> right. So the clarity in that is saying, hey, I've done, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. Out of these groups of people, who specifically do I want to help? Now, you might want to help all of them. This is going to make all the sense in the world. Dude, I, I can feel it. I'm ready. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> all right, so you say, I've done these five things. I can help all of them. However, I notice whenever I work with this group of people, it aggravates me because they're asking too many questions. It gets confusing. It's a messy environment. This should be where you package your thoughts, where they get your thoughts but not your time. Mm. So now you have, hey, man, if I'm just getting started, you, because of where you are in life, that's going to be exciting at first, but three, four years from now, it's going to be aggravating because you can only spend so much time serving who you used to be. Mm. You have to start serving who you are now. Right. So you package that into an automated course where that you serve that person by giving them your thoughts, but not your time. Love it. So you can monetize even your aggravation. When clients are in ideation in my space, like I like to help people make money. If you're in ideation and you're like, I don't know what I want to do. That's not where I live anymore, but I want to help that person. Yeah. So that's a process and it's, a, it's something that's documented. So a person has to stand their truth, be, a, be realistic, be honest, and say, what makes me come alive? When I'm talking to someone, if it is a chore, if it doesn't flow, if it's not natural, and you start realizing like, man, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel drained? That's not your audience, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, you, you need to serve an audience that when you give to it, it gives back to you. Mm -hmm. The natural cycle of life that when you are when you are giving to something that's giving back to you, that tells you that's your audience. Stand in that truth. Serve that audience. It's not saying abandon everybody else, but there's a way to serve them without you depleting yourself because the best thing for your clients is the thing that's best for you. Mm. Right. So, so that, good. that's part of how you stand in there. There's so much. I mean, I think the underlying kind of like characteristic you should have is self-awareness just 100%. just just be self-aware to know that like man i although i delivered on this i just don't like how i feel after the fact 100%. I, I feel like it wasn't either worth my time it, it was very frustrating uh 
you know, because because I've helped people in so many ways and they've all worked. Yeah. Um, but I always just have to come back to that place of like, what do I enjoy doing the most? Yeah. You know? So I love that. Okay. So like level one, you you can you can automate the thing that frustrates you. I love that you said. One hundred percent. You if I tell someone if 10, 15, 20, 30 people ask you the same question. If you enjoy answering that question, create a community around it. If you don't enjoy answering that question, get in front of a camera once, answer it, and sell that. Yeah. <laughs> right? So you you monetize aggravation. You monetize pain. You monetize your ability to help people in the most efficient way. Because ultimately, you're not helping them if you're if you're doing a lot of... Here's what I find a lot of mistakes people make. They do way too much custom coaching, right? So yeah. if you say... Hey, this person needs this, this person needs this, this person needs this. That's not efficient. Right. You need an, a clear process that people can walk through, right? From this to this to this to this, and you grow them into where you are now. Now, if you were, if you would say, these are the best practices, these are the things that you ought to have in place. Ours, if you don't mind, I can break it down very, very quickly. Run it. So one of our systems is what we call D4. Discover, design, deliver, delegate. This is our highest tier. This is mob millionaires. In discovery, we do four things. Mindset, which is not a motivational speech or a sermon. It is the terms and the things you need to know to be a successful CEO of an education company. Messaging, it is what you need to say. Brand promise, brand story. To deliver on that as the guardrails to know what to say. Meaning, what does someone get when they get you? If you say, I help, if you're in the fitness space, brand promise would be, I help, this group, I'll use it this way. I help busy CEOs lose stubborn belly fat without giving up foods they love, going on fad diets, and spending hours in the gym. That's a promise. It's very clear I'm helping entrepreneurs that don't want to abandon their business, don't want to go on fad diets, and don't want to give up foods they love, but they want to lose stubborn belly fat. That's a promise. So good. Connected to a story. We do that for you in your brand message. So we got mindset, messaging, monetization, all the ways you can make money. So we'll take one product. If it's a course, that course could be a two-day, a VIP day. It could be a high-ticket program. It could be a five-day challenge. It could be so many things, right? We even turn into content. So yep. monetization is all the ways you can use that one thing and then marketing. That's very clear in discovery. In design, that's when we're actually designing the course, building the funnel, writing the emails. and deliver, we show you how to launch and sell it. Once we show you how to launch and sell, and there's so many different ways that we can help you launch. We got about six or seven different ways. We get a person to $10,000 or more with, with, uh, in terms of like consistent five-figure months. Now we scaled an offer to six figures. We show you how to delegate and remove yourself from it. That's mm -hmm. a very clear process. That anyone so clear. that comes in, they're going through that. That's my millionaires. If they're going into five-figure months mastermind, it's create, create, launch, sell, scale. It's a system, right? Create the offer. We help them launch the offer, and we show you how to create consistent a consistent monthly launch cycle where every month you're launching and generating five-figure months and working less than five days. We show you how to sell it, how to sell with webinar, how to sell with challenge, how to sell via DM, how to sell over the phone, and then how to scale, how to scale that offer to six figures and beyond. Notice how everything I'm talking about, so good. the person can see what? A success picture. Yeah. They know exactly what we're going to do. They know exactly what's needed for them. So they And they, they know our process. If we can do this for people, we have we remove the risk reversal. It's called risk reversal, right? Yeah. The person doesn't feel there's a risk in it. You can clearly see, oh, no, man, that's no you. No-brainer. We're going to create a course for you. To, you can sell for $1,000 or more. 
We're going to we're going to help you launch it where now you're creating once a month a consistent five figure launch. We're showing you how to sell it. If someone says no, how to do follow up offers and how to scale that offer. You know, that's so what messaging is. Dude, so I mean, we're, we're, this is a space that isn't old yet. This is still, you know, fresh. Yeah. I, my question is like, how did you arrive to these conclusions mm -hmm. and frameworks and uh, standard SOPs? Man, everything that I do, I, I I plagiarize Jesus, and sometimes I give him credit, right? I plagiarize <laughs> yeah. the Bible. Don't we all? Right. So everything I know, man, everything I think, everything that I am is that, and I'm not whitewashing. I'm not oversimplifying it. Uh, Jesus, God had one idea. He took that one idea and diversified it over seven days. There's no difference between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday other than the intention of what he created. So what you find is Monday, he created one thing. Tuesday, he created one thing. Ultimately, it's one thought created and diversified over those days. That's what I believe. I've come to these conclusions based on every, everything is a system and a framework. Mm. It's the only way to function. I don't, and I'm, it could be personality type too. I'm very organized. I'm very like, I like things put together when things are unclear I don't know how to function, but it also helps for the person who's listening with, with sales. A confused buyer always says no. So if you're confused and they're confused, conf and when I say say no, that doesn't mean they actually say no. Yeah. They'll say, I'll wait. Um, let me think yeah, about yeah. it. Let me talk it over with the wife. They'll look at the site. They'll abandon cart you to death. They'll be on five <laughs> webinars when in essence, they're really just confused. Yeah. So I've come to the conclusion everyone wants to be led and everyone wants to make a decision with extreme clarity. They want to know specifically, you understand me. You understand where I am. You understand my pain. You understand my frustrations. You understand my fears, as well as you earn the right to be paid by you working for free to learn to solve a problem for people that you don't even know yet. Mm. So if right now you are developing the talent and the skill to help someone, let's say, get better with content. Well, you don't know the people that's going to pay, pay you. So for two years, you earn the right to be paid by having deep empathy to learn how to do something that later on you'll, you'll help people with. Right. The, that's the thing, right? That's the conclusion I come to. I think that service and empathy and skill development comes first. And then by the time you come to people, you know their problem better than they do. So all you're doing is articulating to them. Okay. The questions that they have, right. the concerns that they have, the fears that they have, and offering them an opportunity. Like rule number one of the mob and anybody who's <laughs> from the mob family. It's not the mob, the mob is monetized online business blueprint. Our rule number one is we don't sell products. We don't sell courses. We don't sell services. We sell solutions to problems, answers to questions. When we understand that, it's a level of empathy. It's a level of concern. It's a level of humanity to say, it's not a course. I just took the solution to the problem, answers the question, and packaged it into a course. Sure. If we function from that place, that's a clear conclusion that people want to solve their problem. They want to answer that question. Dude, how long have you been doing this? Whoo. I've been in this space. And I know it probably, dude, my whole life. Like, I mean, you, as far as like you've been seeing it, you've been doing it. But yeah, but like how yeah. long have you been in space? I've been in this space since 2014. 2014 wow. is when I first got introduced to funnels and all that. It was freeconferencecall.com. There was no Zoom. Right, Zoom didn't exist. I was using Periscope. I don't know if anybody remembers. Yeah. Per yeah. Was it was like a plug-in with Twitter. Yeah, like, like you go live. So I was using Periscope, freeconferencecall.com, uh, 
Zoom didn't exist. There was no Facebook Live. There was no Instagram Live. Like, and I was trying to figure it out. Wow. I what wasn't as it's crazy how like when you look back, you're like, yeah, it wasn't there yet. Yeah, it wasn't as structured as it is now. I've made a lot of mistakes, and I'm still learning. Yeah. Ultimately, what I try to do is to study people. I try to study people and figure out what do they need, how do I simplify it, and now. Uh, my company will always be a lot heavy done for you because what I'm learning now is in the information age, you can't necessarily sell in information. You sell implementation. Mm -hmm. People want the gap is they feel like, oh, I can get the information. But the gap between the information, there's an implementation, execution and skill gap that you bridge for people with done for you services and a belief transfer to show them how to, that they can do it. That's so good. I, I would say I, I found it so much more easier to to sell done for you yeah. in my, in, in my journey. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm doing both. I'm doing like the, the, the coaching delivery where it's done with you in essence. And then I've done like the dialed in a day is what I call it. When I just come in and I, we just, I, I make, I send you the list. I come in, I set it all up. I show you how to use it and your yeah. team, how to use it. And usually I don't even have to sell that because the frustration sells itself. We were sitting talking earlier and four different times I said, Omar, take my money. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's true. It's true. Like when you are, when you are a, remember, that's not a service. That's a solution to a problem, answer yes. to a question, right? So when, if I'm smart enough to identify this, that you are the solution to my problem, right? What you sell is a solution to my problem and you are the solution to my problem. Mm -hmm. So all of us, if we're creating content, it's not just content. What we ultimately are doing with that Google search box, that YouTube search box, it is not just words they're typing in. It is they are looking for us. If someone says how to do blank, right? We are the our life, our skill is filling in that blank, right? right. We are the the optimization, the search engine that they're looking when for. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. What if I told you that you can use my studio here in Las Vegas to record your video podcast? The answer to that question is yes. The video department is the cleanest and crispiest video podcast studio in Las Vegas, hands down, and you'll get access to my team, my equipment, and all those things. So all you have to do is literally schedule the conversation, come in and get it captured. Does that sound good? Then check out the videodep.co slash studio. I'll be sure to post a link to it down in the show notes, but either way, don't miss this opportunity on starting a video podcast this year. That's why I love what you're doing, man. I'm not just saying this. You have a friend and a brother in me. Like we can this back and forth. The, the, I think the world will be a better place when all of us start realizing and not just looking and celebrating people who I believe are sky level. Like we love to look at influencers and celebrities and we ignore people that are eye level. I'm going to say something really quick. And this is like my philosophical thought. I was looking at like people will stand every time they see a rainbow in the sky and marvel at it, right? You look up and you're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And then look down and turn up their nose at diversity. What I think the rainbow typifies is the beauty of when the collection of personalities, talents, and skills all come together. Mm. It shows all the colors placed together makes up a beautiful picture. So yeah. All of us placing our skill, our talent, our energy, our empathy, our story, our pains, our problems into one pot and being able to solve each other's problem. Even if we go back to the agriculture age, one person had to say, hey, I'm going to make sure your family never goes hungry. Well, if you're over here providing food, there are wild animals who are going to kill you. So there had to be someone to say, I'm going to protect you. 
ecosystem surrounding all of us understanding our skills, our talent, talents, that the power of all of us is always greater than the power of one of us. This is what people are seeing now, mm-hmm. right? right? You're seeing your talent. If I'm a speaker, well, my message can't get out without the video department. Mm-hmm. Well, that also can't happen without audio. Well, because people's attention span is short, that can't happen without editing. Right. Well, without editing, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. all it's of crazy. us need each I other. Mean, and here's my thing: I, I've actually, you know, the the seven mountains of influence. Yeah, I've I've heard a a, a, a preacher. His name's Alan DiDio. He said he said this at a conference that he invited me to, and I never forgot it. He said, you know, the seven mountains of influence: you have you have government, you have finances, you have family, religion, education, uh, entertainment, and then media. Mm. And when you look, when you Google that, there, you'll, you'll see photos of like each mountain. And essentially, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're trying to influence one of these mountains. So true. Uh, whether you're teaching, you're doing taxes, that's finances. Maybe you're in politics or maybe you, you build, you know, churches or it, we, we, you know, you stay at home, mom, family. Like we are all trying to influence these mountains. It's crazy to think about media having been one of them. But now media is now the foundation for all of them. Oh, wow. So true. Wow, wow, wow. So if you true. want to influence any of these sectors, you can't do it without you can't it. do it without media. It used to be its own, but that's because, you know, the news and television and that was it was it was protected, but now it's been relinquished to everybody to be like, you actually need this as a foundation to even influence this sector or this mountain. And and you know, I like when he said it, I was like, dude, I'll never forget this because I feel like this is my mandate. Wow. I'm going to help people influence their mountain wow um wow. and this is why i think the the skill of video is important just just that you know a, like you should be able I, I think at a basic level um to be able to cr- shoot your own videos and it, and it looked good you know yeah. if, if we want to be the best we should look the best and yeah. uh, if we call ourselves the best we should be excellent in what we do um so i mean but i say all that to say it, it that's kind of like where a lot of this stuff comes from. It just comes from a, a place of like, I didn't know, I didn't know that 15, 16 years ago when I started making videos at my high school and uh, messing around that I would just by me not putting down the camera. And then God knew that, you know, in 2011, he would reach me on in a supernatural way. I'd give my life to Christ. And I would still use now. And now I have, you know, when, when Moses gets asked, what's in your hand, Yeah, that's what I had. I just had a camera in my hand. So I was like, I'm just going to use this God to build your house now. Wow. And God's used it as a, as a microphone, you know, and to, to kind of get the message of what he wants to do through me. And it's been really cool. I don't know why it's like a, kind of like a tangent, but, no, I almost wanna but throw, that's why throw I, I see when I'm like, when I see every person that has like, is so good at what they do, I'm like, dang, if it, if it could just be multiplied and seen in a certain supernatural way, you know, bro. How many people do you think have something like, I would say, their rag and rock, or like Moses, just staff in his hand, like, and don't realize it? Oh man, you get what I'm saying? Like, when even when you look at that story, even when you look at that story of Moses, it's like you had the staff with you all these years and didn't realize all these years you had something that could change your life. Right. I think most people walk around all these years and never realize. They have something, but it, it, it to them it doesn't seem like anything. Right. No. Yeah. Because we get we get comfortable with with what's usually the thing in our hand is like is is the mundane thing. Hmm. It's it's if you're a barber, it's just the clippers. If you're, uh, you're a mom, it's the bottle. You yeah. Know, like yeah. And and we we do we don't see the power in the same. Yeah. Oftentimes, um, 
I, I want to just tap into kind of like how your entrepreneurial journey and your your walk with the Lord and how how you make it work. I, I love when you talk about your like weekly routine, especially, especially Thursdays and how you block it out for making <laughs> yeah. appointments with your thoughts. I'm yeah. like, dude, that's so cool. But break that. I, I don't know. I just want to get it yeah. more past like deeper than the business. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how do I merge the two? So for for me, man, the foundation of everything is I see I see it as a relationship. Like I I couldn't imagine someone asked me the other day they similar question. It was like, how do you do faith in business? Mm -hmm. I was like, well, it's like saying, how am I an Af how am I African American <laughs> and male? Yeah, right. They they kind of work hand in hand. I don't get to put down the fact that I'm a black right. that I'm black. I don't get to put down the fact that I'm. This male. is why I say it's not balance. Yeah. It's rhythm. But 100%. Yeah. So I do understand. I do understand that there's 168 hours in a week. That's not going to change. No matter how much I pray, no matter how many new businesses I start, 168 hours will be the same. Yeah. When I was working a job, I had 168 hours. I sold my job 40. Mm. I quickly realized, and this is my entrepreneurial journey, I saw time differently. It's, it's the one thing that God changed everything from me, letting me see time as an investment. I saw God as a CEO of, of heaven and earth. And I realized that as an investor, he invested in all of humanity 168 hours. So none of us could say that someone had some weed, something over the other. So if he invested into me as an investor 168 hours, it was my job to figure out how do I take the 168 and see it as an investment and do something with it. So I go back to when I was working, I sold my job 40 and I started seeing it as I got 128 hours to run the business of me. Wow. My goal is to take the 128 and generate a, and create enough skill, learn enough that I can then buy back my 40 hours and own all 168. That was my one goal. I got 168. I'm going to sell the job 40 because I need the money. But I'm going to do something with the 128 hours so I can now buy back my 40 and me and, and I can say to God, look at what I did with, with the 168. So good. Right? So it started there. I immediately then transitioned and God gave me a concept that, that became the name of my education company, which is Win the Day Marketing Group, right? It was from the type of the day. So I didn't have, when I was going through a low time, I only had $11.37 in my name. I'm praying and upset, went broke, did well early on, bought my first house at 19, all that whole story. Was entrepreneur since a kid, my mom could attest to the fact, my mother and father are pastors, so I used to take my allowance and would buy candy and sell it to the kids at church, <laughs> right? So I've just always been in that space. During that time, all I did was take the concept. He gave me the concept of Tife, but I didn't have any money. So I heard clearly that I ever asked for your money. Give me the Tife of your time, and I'll make you wealthy. So that's where when the day came from. 10% of the day, out of, two hours and 40, out of uh, 24 hours, 2 hours and 40 minutes, I promised God I would invest back into the gift he gave me. If he said, if you show me my gift, I will invest my whole life into it. Show me my gift was communication, 2 hours and 40 minutes, anything less I lost today. Or, and I converted, and I hope this makes sense, I converted time into money. So instead of 24 hours, it was $2,400. Mm. So I, now imagine if you made the day $2,400 and you said, what, what what areas of my life do I want to pay? So good. I wanted to pay my gift $240 because I couldn't ask somebody to pay me what I wouldn't pay myself. Mm -hmm. That was the goal. That's part of the entrepreneurial journey, which leads me to what I'm about to say now. How do you take all these larger concepts? The whole day's worth $2,400. i am going to pay myself 10% of that into an area. You might say, 
hey, most important thing in my life is my family. Well, if you got $2,400 a day, how much of that goes to your families? If it's $100, that's an hour. If it's $50, 30 minutes. When you start seeing it that way and you start functioning in that space, you start realizing, hold on, God, I'm saying you're the most important thing in my life, but everything else got my $2,400. And I'm asking you for a loan when you already gave me enough. Mm. (laughs) I started, like, when I program my mind this way, now I'm doing life and business with God. I'm trying to function and realize, hey, you and I, we, we're running this business of life. This is kingdom. Mm. Now this leads me to this last statement. I hope I'm not talking in circles. Dude, this makes this sense. This is amazing. Go ahead. I asked God, this is where entrepreneurship come in. Say, how do I partner with you to eliminate something off the prayer list? Like people are praying, give me something that I can partner with you. And I remember where I was at to eliminate some of the prayer list. The two things that I feel like he gave in my spirit is that people pray the most about is relationships and money. If you can remove off of people's prayer list relationships and money, what would their relationship look like with God? Wow. If you never had to pray for money and you never had to pray for relationships. Now, I'm not the relationship guy, but the one assignment he gave me is help people make enough resources that they don't ask me for no money. <laughs> that's my anointing. I love that. That's the that's the thing I decided I'm partnering with God on. We're going to remove that off the off the list. They're not going to ask you money. The only thing they have to ask is how do you want me how do you want me to bless? And here's what's amazing, Omar. Here's what's amazing. What I think wealth is is the ability to do what you love and help the people you love without wondering can you afford it. Mm. So if you can do what you love, video, if you can do what you love, speaking, if you can do what you love, communication, if you can do what you love, be a mom without wondering, without wondering, can you afford it? If you can help the people you love without wondering, can you afford it? Selfishness becomes removed and you become selfless. And that's kingdom. That's kingdom. I love it. That's kingdom. Dude, you know what's so crazy? I I think about this a lot of times because, you know, we bridge this gap, the, the ministry in the marketplace. Yeah. And... It's, you know, like I love like my pastor, he's he's really big on educating a lot of the times on on money and yeah. just what it means to give and trust God. And he doesn't shy away from it because he's actually lived it. He's like seen God move in his life in that way. And so he with authority and conviction, he he takes uh, offerings uh, like Paul would take offerings. He's like, this is for your good. This isn't like we don't you know, like things yeah. like this. And I'm just like, I, I would love and this is just an idea that just came to mind. Not right now, but something I think about is I would love if if the the house of God taught their people how to get money. Yeah, yeah. And and it just sucks because like it is taboo. Yeah. But we don't talk about money in the house of God. Like, but like, why not have a, a you know a business conference for your community for your members and say, all right, this is how let's let's break let's break the business because like in all honesty, I I I know that the church is built on the faithful uh, tithers, you know, mm-hmm. people who give financially. But also, I would also say the church is built on entrepreneurs. Yeah, you you have to, you have to start empowering the people within church to generate revenue. Here's why: because the church runs off the donations of people. So if people make more, they give more. So why would you ignore the thing that actually benefits them? Right, right? it's for the good, and you got to shift. It depends on different contexts, right? So I grew up in a context where. People pray for for money, miracles, yeah. debt cancellation, which I believe in, right? However, what I found was we most of most of the time they stood in error of scripture while standing and believing for a miracle. I'll tell you what I mean. 
someone would stand up and say, I want you to stand up with a seed in your hand. And, and this is a seed that some of y'all by tomorrow and a preacher would declare by faith. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm like, laughing because I've been in it. You know what I'm guy. saying? Declare by faith that tomorrow you're not going to owe mortgage. You're not going to owe bills. You're not going to owe cars. You're not going <laughs> to owe this, 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 and this. And who believes in faith that you're not going to have to pay none of them bills? Well, here's why that's a violation of scripture, because the Bible says we're a lender, not a borrower. Mm. Shouting off and not paying people is the position of the borrower, not the lender. Because if you own a building and the preacher say, tomorrow you ain't going to have to pay, that's different when you own the building and you collect rent versus pay rent. So what you're ultimately doing is getting people to shout about being in a position God never told us to be in. Man. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's off. That's what it is. Yeah. So you're saying... you're. Shout and believe for the function of being a borrower. But the Bible <laughs> says you're a lender and not a borrower. Right. Shout, oh, no, man, nothing but to love them. It talks about paying, the Bible talks about paying your earnest debt. So if you're telling me to get excited and to sow a seed in hopes of not doing, I mean, the axe head that floated, alas, master, for it was borrowed. Why would a miracle be performed to help a man pay a debt? Mm. Because this is the indication of what you have to understand about God as it relates to resources. I believe, like with the prodigal son or anything in scripture when it says, for he was dead. In Jewish context, anything that can only take and can't give is considered dead. If, if the ground takes but does not give, it's considered dead. Wow. So when we look at humanity, you do not stop. If the, if the ground, if the sky doesn't give up rain, the ground has to give up dew. They work together. Yeah. There must be reciprocity. Anything in our entire ecosystem that only takes and does not give, it eventually dies. A billion sounds like a lot, right? Two billion sounds like a lot. But a billion eventually turns to zero if it only gives and doesn't receive. Mm. It doesn't matter how much you have. It doesn't matter how much you are. So what we've got to start teaching people is the cycle of reciprocity, the exchange of resources. I said this at my conference recently. I asked them, I said, what is your picture of wealth? If, if you had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars, what would you do? Each person said, oh, I'd hire a chef. Oh, I'd hire a driver. I'd do this. I'll have a private jet. I said, so your picture of wealth, the more money you have, all you do is use money to buy the time of other people. So why if your picture of, your picture of wealth is exchanging your money for the value and the time of other people, but when you're but you're functioning now outside of wealth because you're holding on to something right. and never exchanging money for value. That's what we gotta see. Mm-hmm. Like we'll never I believe we will never run out. I believe that resources are endless. I believe that, bro, whenever I need something, someone asks me, why do you give away so much information? I got in front of that camera recently and decided to create an entire course that I knew was worth $10,000 and gave it away. Why? I need more. Yeah, I need more. So I'm sowing my talent, my skill, my ability. No lack, no skill. I was like, God, I need new ideas. Let me give away the ones I have. (laughs) Right? You mentioned something earlier, and I don't want to get off track. You was talking about the rhythm. Do you mind me sharing this? The rhythm of my week. Like, how do you balance it? I I run a few different businesses. I run online church, brand new baby, et cetera. So... Mondays for me are my coaching days. I focus on, I coach my team, I coach my clients on Monday. I like doing it that way because I know I can I can give it my all on Monday. Tuesdays are my content days. That's where I film content, podcasts, etc. Wednesday are what I call my wellness and worship days. I want to check in with myself. Not that I don't talk to God every day, 
but I make sure like that's our date day. Yeah. Let's, let's date. Night. Let's hang out. What you thinking? What's on your heart? I'm also getting downloads of what I need for Sunday to speak. I typically don't um, organize my thoughts on the same day that I get the thought, right? So like, let's say if you get one main idea. Mm. I'm in a series now called Halftime Pep Talk. He started telling me, I got the picture of a locker room, and one locker room a team is losing and one locker room the team is winning. So the coach in the locker room of the team is losing is trying to create strategy to and adjustments to come back in the second half of the year because we're in June, July. And the other locker room, the coach is trying to tell, tell them how to steward the lead. Yep. So it's halftime pep, pep talk. Talk to those that are winning, show them how to steward the season of their life. Talk to those that are losing, encourage them, and give them new strategy. I love it. Now it's just like on the downloads of that Wednesday, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but you start getting ideas. So I don't organize it on the same day that I get the thought. I'm just studying like crazy. It. So that's Wednesday. Thursday is my think day. If Omar tells me something, if I'm at a mastermind or at an event, I don't just write notes. I take the main notes that's in my notes section, and if it's organized, like you'll see it, like a bullet point you put earlier, you said, how can this be done faster without compromising quality? That's a thought that I'm, I'm going to take, and I'm going to make an appointment with Thursday, and I'm outlining and listing underneath it. I started listing the areas of our business. Took that thought, how can this be done faster without compromising quality? And I started thinking, man, how can we, how can we put together events faster without compromising quality? How can we put out? So I'm going to sit with that question on a Thursday, but I'm going to have these itemized. So the same way I have an appointment with you, I'm going to have an appointment with that thought. And I'm literally going to sit and start just thinking through it. Like, what, what do you do? Where Do you go somewhere? Do you like? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I am blessed where um, the, my building, we got a beautiful like little fire pit. We've got like this on the 22nd floor, like this garden area looking over. So I normally put on some. But you have a place yeah. to do that. I think that's I think that's just the principle. Like if you have the place, it's more easier to set that appointment. Yeah. Because yeah. You're not you, want, you want it to be in a space that you feel comfortable. You want like I like I got this little play that's called Vibe with No Words. So mm -hmm. some up sometimes it's hip hop with no words, R&B or jazz. And I'm just sitting and, and I'm in a relaxed state. And the whole goal is literally act as if a person is there. Sometimes I close my eyes and I like to visit the future. It, it might sound weird, but it's like, what do I picture? What does that look like? So if I say, how do we improve? How do we do things faster without compromising quality? And I immediately think about, man, I want to go to five days a week of content. How do we do this without compromising quality? And your brain is is trained where if you give it questions, the way the thing I say is, you don't want to make uh, withdrawal statements. You want to you want to make deposit That's questions, yeah. right? So you start grabbing those questions, and with that, I know I'm gonna get something out of it. Uh, one of the things I'll say is, who do, who do we need in order for us to be more efficient? You start looking with all those questions. So Thursday is a think day. I think through I what, love it. and one of the things I also do. This is a great framework. Uh, what went wrong? What went right? What would I do differently? So I, I grab isolated things from my event that just passed. What went wrong? I list it. Literally, it's like a list. So you say, if you had a cross, like on the left side, what went wrong? You list all those things. On the right side, what went right? Underneath it, what would I do differently? That tells you what to do next, mm. right? So it could be in any area. Last week, you can say financially, or you can say, hey, here's my leads. Here's my webinar. What went wrong on the webinar? What went right? What would I do differently? Right. And that tells you the strategy for the next week. Most people write a to-do list, but it lacks priority. 
what went wrong, what went right, what would I do differently, that's the highest priority on the list. So good. So that happens on Thursday. Love it. Friday is a flex day. Give myself some freedom. Say, hey, here's your schedule. Here, here's this, this, and this. And that's not even my morning routine. Saturday, you know, I kind of want to family worship on down the line. Sunday, we added, man, with service. But my morning routine with all of these days, 20, 20, 10, 10. 20 minutes, and I, I pray more than that, but like first 20 becomes worship. My mind is like so many thoughts. So I, when I wake up, first thing I say is, good morning, Holy Spirit, guard and guide my intentions and my attention. My intention, so I don't do anything that does not is not rooted in you. My attention, let me focus on what you're focusing on. Then I ask that question, because this is the Rosier's Big Four. Help me today to do what pleases God, what I'm gifted at and love doing, what helps people, what pays me well. Because if I don't do the thing that pays me well, I can't help people. Mm. So good. <laughs> if I don't help people, I can't do the thing that I'm gifted at and love doing. And then if I don't do that, how will I do what I know when I'm in purpose, money follows me. So it's like, that's my big four. So 20 minutes of that. I go from 20 minutes of prayer into, and I put an alarm on my phone, to 20 minutes of reading. Then I go into the 10-10. The that first 10 is split in five, five and five. I do creative visualization. That is me picturing what I want to see, right, based on what I saw in prayer. Like, I can, what does the day look like? I'm picturing it's going to be a phenomenal day. Like, we were at Starbucks, and the lady <laughs> gave me a coffee free, and I paused immediately and said, God, let this be an indication of what's going to happen all week. Yeah. I live in that moment. I wrote it down, and now my creative visualization is the best possible outcome happens for me in every situation. That's not a one-time event. Everywhere that I go, someone's going to see and favor me and God give me an opportunity to do the same for someone else. Right. Dude, I love it. That's creative. I, I, you're ministering to me right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the five, right? You, yeah. you picture what you want to see. God, I thank you that today's going to be a phenomenal day. I'm in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, meeting the right people, saying the right words, what you think I think, what you want, I want. You see, it's like these things that psych you out and the energy starts flowing. That's five. Alarm goes off. And now I go into meditation. What is meditation? It's like what a cow does where he continues to regurgitate. Well, why create a visualization then meditation? Because I visualize it and then I meditate on it. Mm. I reinforce the energy of it. And then the last 10 is the cleanup. Anything that didn't happen in the first 20, the second 20, or the 10, the last 10 minutes is my insurance plan. That is my power hour. By then, I'm ready to take on the day. That is so good. <laughs> and I mean, I know I've, you know, when you start your day like in a proactive state, then you're not reacting to things during the day. It's yeah. like you just approach your day with with so much uh, ownership, authority, and um, and then therefore you're not reacting. Yeah. The, the compound interest of that over time is gonna be it will be so beneficial. How long have you been doing that? Now about since 2019, I re I redid my morning routine since 2019, and then as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to psych your mind out because you can get bored. So sometimes I say, hey, I'm on a night shift, meaning. Give yourself some grace and say, I'm going to wake up in the morning and do whatever I want. Mm. But let's so say I'm on the morning shift. You start your day ready to get to work. But you get bored with that. So you might say, hey, next month in September, I'm working all nights. What does that mean? I'm not going to start working until 4 o'clock. I'll work from 4 to 10. Mm. You know, yeah. you trick yourself and you give yourself grace and you go back and forth. So 2019 is where I started redoing these things and changing my morning routine, my confession. So and I realized like I would get up tired and I would struggle certain times with prayer and on down the line because I didn't know what to say. And my mind, my mind jumps around a lot. I got a lot of thoughts going on. When I started 
almost like training my mind to say the, the same thing every morning and then let it flow, it worked better. Good morning, Holy Spirit. God and God, my intentions and my attention. You know, yeah. that morning confession, I'm in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, meeting the right people, saying the right words. God, what you think, I think. What you want, I want. Heaven's best is released over my life. I love this it. and more starting now. You're giving God credit before the fact. Yeah. And I think that's just such a mature Christian man of God position to be in. Wow. Like, you're, you're saying, oh, God, I give you the credit before it even happens. Yeah. There's just, that, that's just, there's so much uh, power in that. That's amazing. Yeah, because you know when you wake up, sometimes you're tired, you're groggy, you're confused in your head. So I used to feel guilty with the redundancy of having a prescripted thing. What it is for me, because my mind will wonder. I'll go from a song I listen to, a movie. It was just, I needed something that wakes me up in the morning and jaws me back, and then the rest of it is a flow. Right. But yeah. the start of it is that first piece. And then from there, it's a flow. It's I on, I can only function through frameworks and systems. You can yeah. probably tell. Yeah. Right. So my system of prayer, God's grace and then my guilt, meaning I don't ask God for forgiveness of my guilt because that's put me first. I right. always do God's grace before my guilt. Yeah. That's my framework. So the grace of God, God, I thank you for who you are. This is this. If there's anything, then it's if there's anything in me and this is this is this. Then it's my family, my family. Uh, Got to thank you for relationships. This, like, bro, I was this morning praying for you and thanking God for you. It sounds weird to say it, but it's like, because I believe that we we pray for things and God answers by thoughts and people. 100. So you are, like, you're an indication of how God feels about me by giving me the connection to you. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't take Praise for God. granted yeah. his most prized possession is his people. people. So with that, I was just grateful. Man, he's coming to pick me up. I get a chance to hang out today, God. Like I was trying to discern what what's my role? What should I do? How do I contribute back to him? Help me to be to him what he is to so many people. Man, he's he like I start seeing, man, all those hours of just sitting and feeling like Man, I do all of this stuff. Do people see? Am I overlooked in all of this? Man, I just love being behind the scenes. But I do feel called to something. I do see people called to me. But the frightening reality of, man, is this weird that I'm the behind the scenes guy I support people, but now I feel like you're starting to see that yourself in that light and know that people are going to be called to you mm. in the same way you've been called to others. Mm. And that's a frightening transition because it's an identity crisis. It's to say, like, man, this is my new identity, but I'm a servant at heart. Yeah, you're still a servant, but you can you can serve you can serve in two different ways, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to weird it out, but like, Dude, does this make so sense? Good. Dude, I love it, man. I I think you know, like, I in my head, I'm like, you know, how to make millions with your message, and the the really the the secret sauce to it is the morning routine. Oh my god, yeah. You know, and and I, I think I, as I do podcasting, I I want to be able to lead with like yeah you could have left this podcast you know minutes ago and you wouldn't hear this moment but if you locked in you 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 got what led to the ability to see things you have so much insight in the way your brain works but it's because the deposit god's giving you and you're opening up yourself for that deposit and then you give him credit before he even gives the deposit like wow it's it's uh really encouraging you know i and Someone who has a morning routine too, like 11 years of just 15 minutes a day with God. Sometimes, sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's, but the, it's the compound interest of time spent with God. The Bible says better is one day in your courts than a thousand mm -hmm. elsewhere. And so when I say about the ROI, it's 
heaven's ROI. It's mm. so much more than what you could do spending your time doing other things. Meeting with God, he always meets you when you make the meeting. Wow. Um, but I'm encouraged. I, I, I don't meet too many people like you. You know, I don't meet... It's it's weird. It's like some people know I'm pastor. I'm a pastor sometimes, and there's like sometimes it's awkward. Sometimes they're super super open. They don't care about about how they are around me, and they shouldn't. Yeah. Um. But like I just feel I could be so open with you. Yeah. Because of that, yeah. you know, thing we share. Feelings. The feelings mutual, man. Yeah. Um, I think right after we were in Tampa, I shot you a voice note. Yeah. And just like, hey, man, praying for you, phenomenal thing. And I we have to steward that, right? Yeah. Like. As men, you get the, I was saying, the older you get, the harder it is to make friends. It's yeah. that weird thing, yeah. like, hey, are we friends? Yeah, no, one hundred. Want to be my friend? <laughs> it's what we really saying inside, right? Right. And then you, you know, though, right? You know when you feel a real connection, and it seems weird because it's like, man, I've only known him like two months. Yeah. But I feel like he gets me. Yeah. It's that David and Jonathan. It's that thing where. God who knows us said, mm -mm, you need this for this part of your journey. You need this. You need, I always say, every person needs a tribe for their thoughts, mm -hmm. right? So for that, whatever thought God gives you, he's got to give you a tribe for, each, for those thoughts that rally around it. So now you don't have to, you don't have to come down from, from the altitude you fly at, right? So every plane is allotted an altitude they fly at, whether it's 40,000, 30,000, et cetera. Good. You don't want to have to come down from a 50,000 foot altitude to talk to someone that's down here that doesn't understand it. You want to be able to function and fly at that altitude. This was supposed to talk about messaging. We just went in and out <laughs> of ministry, Bible, <laughs> personal life, and we're literally just having a conversation and someone hearing it be like, hold on, did can he go back to that one point? Yeah. <laughs> but that's it, right? It's the altitude we're flying at. That, that How do you do faith and business? You just live in this yeah. thing. In him, in him, I live and move and have my being, right? It's that functionality from that space where we start realizing that when I look at Genesis, I, man, I want to hush, but I got to say this really quick. When I look at the book of Genesis, it's the most powerful thing to me. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? That whole God, Elohim. It's God in concert with himself. So we look and see economies are made up of supply and demand. We really see that God is an economy in and of himself. Mm -hmm. He has all supply and that can meet his own demands. Man. He doesn't have to look outside himself. Come on. He creates heaven and earth. Heaven has all supply. Earth has demand. He creates two economies dependent upon each other. And then he places Adam, which is humanity, inside of that economy. This is what we're seeing now, this new ecosystem of people where there is always this supply and demand from God. Like when we, where he'll give us ideas. He'll give us friendships, relationships, opportunities. He'll let us maximize seasons of our life that we feel like we were doing nothing for five years, but we can do more in one month and get more. When people say, oh, you went viral. Virality is nothing more than acceleration. It's an immediately. It's a suddenly where you get more, you get more in a day than you could have done in a year. So good. That's where I, I feel that. like we are now, man. Let's go. I'm trying to have more viral days with God. Let's go. Ooh, it's coming, man. It's coming. <laughs> uh, can you uh, let people know how, how they can work with you and, uh, you know, like just the best way Absolutely. places to find you? Absolutely. So whether you the FBR jealous girlfriend, I'm easy to fire. Marcus <laughs> Y. Rosier. Marcus, the letter Y, R-O-S-I-E-R on all platforms. If you are a coach or an entrepreneur and you are looking to 
package your thoughts into an online course, program, or mastermind that you're generating, you want to generate five or six figures, creating a stress-free company where you're not having to fatigue, burnout. We help for a full done-for-you service that takes you from idea to a fully built online business. I'm clicking the link right now in that <laughs> description because I know I need it. Dude, I appreciate you. It's been so fun to chat it up and about to get some all-you-can-eat sushi. I'm ready. When I'm, you were in Las Vegas, it's all about the all-you-can-eat sushi. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. I I'm do. not just saying it. No, I honor fun. you. I honor you. All right.